series of inspiring conversations with remarkable working women. And I'm so happy to start 2021 with Ashante J, who's a wellness and fitness expert and absolutely amazing. Ashanti, welcome. Thank you so much, Katie, for having me. I'm super excited to talk to you today uh, and talk about this work and this 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 wellness uh, sort of feeling that we all need right now. Well, that is why I'm so excited, by the way, to have you as my first my first guest of the year. But I think maybe we should familiarize everybody with your career journey because you didn't start out doing this, right? No, no. Like many of us, I have lived many lives. <laughs> um, but all the while, the common thread that has been persistent in my life uh, is definitely health and wellness. Um, I am originally from Los Angeles, California, uh, born and raised uh, with two parents that were very concerned about their health and, and wellness. They were the fitness, you know, my mother was the, person, the one on the, the, the treadmill, you know, almost every week at the gym. My dad was the supplement king and the weightlifter. Um, up at every up every morning at 5 a.m. jumping rope, I could hear him as I was waking up in the morning. And um, health was always a big part of our household. Nonetheless, I grew up with a weight problem. Um, I was always active. I knew about nutrition facts and uh, what to do because my mother was always on a diet. I knew how to turn the the package, you know, over and really read all the nutrition facts and that sort of thing again. But nonetheless, I, I grew up with a weight problem. And so my whole journey and trajectory in this health and wellness space comes from a real place. Um, I've lost 50 pounds twice in my lifetime, and I'm sure we're going to talk all about that. But that's that's sort of uh, my background. Um, but I, I, I just like all of us going to college at 18, not exactly sure what you want to do. I studied accounting <laughs> and sort of worked my way back um, into what I really love and what I'm really passionate about is this health and wellness. And now I'm focused a little bit more on the mental um, aspect of fitness. Uh, that is what is necessary in order to create change, behavioral changes, and really get all the way to your goal. Well, let's talk about that because I think this is a time mentally for a lot of people that has been extraordinarily stressful in so many ways, obviously. And mental fitness, I know you did a very popular TED talk about mental fitness. What is it exactly? Oh, well, mental fitness is the process of exercising your mind the same way that you would exercise muscles. Your mind is always on autopilot. It's constantly going. You can't stop thoughts that are coming up, but it's recognizing that your thoughts are just your past conditioning. So it's like an old Rolodex of, you know, people and experiences that were constantly being bombarded with that comparison um, in the now. And so it's important that we recognize that. And then once we recognize that, we can really start to utilize our brain, um, just like the computer that it is, right? Garbage in, garbage out, um, instead of allowing it to use us, which is the way that most of us have been uh, really taught to use our, our minds is just, if you think it, therefore I am, right? All of those things. Um, but it's starting to take ownership of that experience and really start to starting to be intentional about the thoughts that you choose to engage in. You, that's a, that's an exercise, right? And you've got to get sort of fit in it in the way that you would practice pull-ups, right? You don't start pulling up day one. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta build that muscle. 
So how do you do that? So, you know, whether you want to lose weight or just be in better shape, be healthier, you know, how do you exercise that muscle? Yeah. So the first step is really clarity, Katie. You got to be aware of what your thoughts are. A, a lot of times we feel uncomfortable and especially nowadays we're quick to sort of ask for medication behind that and, you know, really, you know, lean into um, sort of that feeling, name it and, and just assume that that's the way that we are. Um, the practice of mental fitness is really about clarifying what really is going on with me. What are my thoughts? Journaling about it. Right. Um, and, you know, a lot of times we want to numb it. So we'll go and eat something. We'll buy something. We'll uh, ask a friend to come along with us so that we can just distract ourselves. Like, right, right. Instead of really clarifying what's happening with us through the process of possibly meditation, again, journaling, um, you know, really, really having that time with yourself to be aware of yourself, become present of the experience of yourself. So then you can start to be intentional about what it is that you want. Um, you know, my TED talk was all about visualization. This, the first step in visualization and the hardest part of visualization is really sitting down with yourself and just allowing yourself to be comfortable with that, to really start to explore the experience of you without the stimulus. So if I want to visualize, so this, so visualization then works for everything, right? This isn't just about your body. It's about how you want your career to be or how you want your family to be, or am I right in that? Absolutely. I mean, this show that you have, this, this tremendous show, you saw yourself doing this at one point. At one point, it was just a thought like, oh, I should, you know, but then it was like, you thought beyond that. What, what, how could I do that? And then you started thinking about people that you could interview. And then you're like, yeah, that could really work. I mean, this gorgeous setting that you have behind your, yourself, you saw these things, you knew the color that you wanted it to be, if nothing else, right? And then all of the rest of it sort of got filled in as you continue to dream about it, think about it, anything that we've done in our life that has been extraordinary. Um, we've really considered what it would be like to have it. That is, that is as simple as visualization gets, um, but you can definitely be intentional about it and really start to you know, add some things in there and really feel the feeling of what it feels like to be in your seat right now, right? And, and to have the questions to curate the conversations and things like that. Um, in, in this scenario. So, so yes, you can, you can use visualization for anything. And, and realistically we have, right? These, these short-term um, daydreams that we have uh, when we're about to go in for the job interview and we're thinking about how we're going to appear and what we're going to, those are all mini visualizations and we do them often. You can just put some more intention on them. And then now we're sort of moving in the, the vein of mental fitness, right? We're intentionally exercising that muscle. So you mentioned something, you mentioned um, eating and like eating when you're not hungry or buying things when you don't really need them. First of all, I would be that person because I love to shop online wherever it is. I don't know if I'm filling a hole, but I am enjoying myself. But, um, but, for, but for a lot of people, they're home so much more right now, either because, you know, they're working from home or they're with their kids or they have to be. And... For a lot of people, that means eating more or drinking more. Some of it is to, num to numb themselves, but a lot of it is just boredom or something to do. So I, I saw in something, I think it was on your website, where you were talking about 
um, eating when you're not hungry and sort of how to handle that. Could you talk about that? Because I feel like it could be pretty topical. Yes, yes, especially like you said, right now it's so difficult um, because we don't have the distractions. We don't even have the commute, a lot of us, to just sort of take some time away from the day. Oh, there's, there's, there's quite a few things that we can do. Um, the first question that I tend to ask my clients uh, when they come to me for weight loss uh, is what are three to four things that you enjoy just as much as food that are as accessible as food? And it becomes a really difficult question to answer for most people. Um, you know, we all want to move towards travel. Like I was just telling you before, you know, for my birthday, oh my God, I really want to go somewhere, you know, it feels so good. Right. But travel isn't as convenient as food. Um, you know, uh, you know, and, and, and it becomes a difficult one. So it's first about devaluing how much we enjoy Food. And I know that that's a hard one to sort of swallow, but if you think about it, food is like 12 seconds of bliss. <laughs> I mean, a chocolate chip, warm chocolate chip cookie, a glass of wine, um, you know, any of those things. And, and we tend to let it be our default for feeling good, right? It's quick. It's cheap. We typically always have something around that we can make ourselves, you know, feel good about our, you know, having it. Um, and so it's really about coming up with a list of some other things. And, and those other things could sound something like, you know, reading a good book. How many of us have really wanted to finish these books that we have at our home, but we just won't give ourselves the time. We don't have the time to do it, right? Um, but it, it does feel good when we really start that process up again. If books aren't your thing, there's always something to like organize <laughs> or clean up, right? There's that closet, there's that junk drawer in the kitchen or in the office. And, and that may not come up for you as like, oh, I really enjoy this as much as, you know, bag of chips, but the organization that you will receive after it's done is really what the benefit is. And everybody loves organization and feeling, you know, that space being, you know, clean, um, you know, doing something that will benefit you way beyond the food that you're going to eat. Um, that will get you in sort of a new habit of, of, of doing some things uh, that are different. So for example, tonight, you know, I didn't get my workout in this morning. I woke up a little bit later. So me and my daughter are going to do a workout video later on tonight, like a dance one, right? She's eight. So <laughs> we're not going to do push-ups, but we're going to do like an African dance video. Um, something like that that is, and I'm, I'm going to highlight that more than I'm going to highlight dinner. So we're starting to sort of change the, 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 the valuation of food. We, we, we move towards food when we are when it's time to celebrate, you know, something bad happens. Oh my God, I need some ice cream. I need a glass of wine, right? We need to have some other options in there in order to not just trade out the fatty food, the decadent food for something lighter, but never really solve the problem because that's just a band-aid, right? I'm going to have the, the vegan donut instead of the real, <laughs> like, no, it's still the donut issue, right? We've got to find ourselves doing some other things um, that are going to benefit us. And just using the donut as an example, I mean, have a donut every so often, right? But make that donut, you know, get the real donut and really enjoy it. I think for me, that's my thing. I, 
I love pasta and I don't eat it very often because I also like to fit into my jeans. But when I do eat pasta, I figure out, you know, what, whatever I want and I enjoy and I really enjoy it. So I think that's important, too, because one of the other things that you've talked about is when someone's trying to be too disciplined it never lasts. And I think, you know, I've tried so many times if I'm trying to do, before I really figured out what my version of a healthy lifestyle is and, you know, how I was, my exercise routine, but I would be like, okay, I'm going to be good now. And then you're good for, I mean, I'm usually, it could be good for four days and then I fall off the wagon and I'm bad and then I feel awful, but good and bad, that's not right. Those are the wrong words to be telling yourself, aren't they? Yes, yes. Lifestyle and consistency is really what we're talking about. Looks different. I, you know, that is the thing that everybody wants is consistency. Everybody has sort of like a yo-yo weight loss formula and meaning everybody knows how to take off like five pounds to your point being good for three days, five days a week. Um, but beyond that, right, it becomes a conversation that has little to do with just discipline alone. It has to become honestly your choice, right? So I always ask clients to think about something that they're consistent with already. And when we think about consistency, we think about like stellar performance, no room for air, just always on it. But that's not really what it looks like. Think about something like brushing your teeth, okay? Everybody that I know that is an adult, <laughs> brushes their teeth before they leave the house, right? We would consider that a consistent act. But if you brush your teeth before bedtime, eh, now we're talking about, you know, maybe not always, but maybe most of the time. Or if you do brush your teeth before bedtime all the time, maybe don't floss at the same time all the time, every day, the way that you would, you know, something else. So if that, so that's indicative kind of what your consistency looks like. And even within that, it's not perfect. So yes, you want to allow yourself the, the chance to have fun with food. It doesn't mean that you're just because you're changing your relationship with it that you can't have any fun. Um, but we just don't want it to be the highlight. Again, going back to that question, name two things that are you get just as much satisfaction from food that are as, as uh, convenient as food. And if there's nothing else there, that means the food is way up on the pedestal right? As, as a quick go-to option. So it, it, it's not about not having it, but it can't always be that option, right? So to your point, so it's all about balance and moderation. Um, but I mean, look, fun with food is just as much part of happiness and healthy life as anything else. So you said you lost 50 pounds twice, which means you lost it. And then over time you gained it back and you lost it again. So this is a very common thing for people, women, especially now um, feeling stressed out. And, you know, as I, you know, as we, as we've been talking about. So if somebody wants to lose weight, and they, you know, understanding the principles of what you're talking about. Um, what are a few, where are a few places that they, how can they start? So I would say first, uh, qualify and clarify your goals. You know, a lot of times clients will say, I want to lose some weight. Um, and they haven't really done the math or have anything that they can uh, really look to to measure. 
Um, are we talking about you just want to have more energy, you want to fit back into your jeans, or you want to lose 20 pounds? Like, which one is it? Because if we don't set that, we'll always feel like we're not there yet. And I don't know anything more discouraging than just not feeling like you're getting anywhere, doing a lot of things, right? Um, whether it is you're, you're, you're changing your diet, your diet or you're working out more, again, without something to measure to see if it's actually working for you, um, you know, that can, that can be a short-term sort of thing. You're just like, I can't. <laughs> um, I would say after you've clarified your goals, really start to start where you can a lot of times we do too much right away, right? We, we say we're going to work out every day. We're going to only eat salad uh, and drink smoothies and water and uh, no wine, you know, n- nothing. I'm cutting it all out. And then again, when we're not consistent with that after day two, day four, um, then, then it's another reason why like I'll start over next week. And then we just never get back to it, right? As, as life gets busy or uncomfortable. Um, if you start where you are, simple things, I'm going to drink all my water today. Simple things. I'm going to, you know, um, cut out meat on Mondays. I'm going to go to the grocery store (laughs) or Instacart, right? All of my things that I need. Um, Those simple things. and, And if you take them in stride, not only built into the decision to change things is the, the will, but you also have agreement with it, right? You know, we think when we do all of it at the same time, we have agreement with it, but we don't. We're sort of wrestling ourselves down to submission for it, right? To, to do it. Um, discipline, the, the word discipline means I'm going to do this thing that I really don't want to do. So we, it can't be all discipline. There has to be some agreement in that. And by taking it in stride, you start to build that consistency slowly over time. Um, you know, Liz Josephberg, our friend, talks about this a lot. The brain science behind it all, it's like it goes from the frontal lobe back to the back. The more and more we do something, we only have so much bandwidth in the front. And so the consistent behaviors start to move in the back and it becomes autopilot, like brushing your teeth in the morning. So you just start small, build on that little by little, have something to measure so that you get the endorphins. You feel good. You feel like you're actually moving towards something. And before you know it, you'll have a lot more results. I mean, it's the same with starting a business, right? Do one thing every day. And then by the time you get to three months, you know, you have a lot more than trying to do everything in one week. That makes a lot of sense. So in that same vein of advice, another thing I've heard you talk about before is I think it's like 15 self-care hacks And this is a time where people really need to take care of themselves. They have to take care of each other, but they really need to take care of themselves. Could you tell us maybe the top three or four? Yeah. So for me personally, um, I think that meditation or some sort of morning ritual is the best form of self-care that you could possibly give to yourself and others um, as often as you can, hopefully every day, or at least Monday through Friday. And what that means is just every morning before you pick up your phone, before you flip on the news, before you do anything, before you have a conversation with anyone, just 
go into the bathroom uh, or somewhere that you feel private, like you can have some private time, close the door and just take some deep inhales and exhales and just sort of center yourself, whether that be through meditation or prayer um, or just your alone time, set an affirmation for the day. I do these weight loss programs and I have about 50 people in ours right now where um, they have to set affirmations every day. Um, And that's just so powerful. When you set, again, you were agreeing upon something with intention for that day. So that, that is mentally, being mentally fit, right? I'm not just going to allow whatever happens to throw me here and throw me back there. No, I'm going to set myself on this square and say that today, this day is dedicated to this. And it's not a task. It's something like, um, you know, every week we have a different theme. Last week was vision. This week is insane workout week. So the affirmation for me today is um, my hardcore workouts not only make me feel better about my body, but they make, they relieve my stress overall. Right. So when it's time to do this workout, (laughs) I've been thinking about that all day and I'm looking forward to it now. Um, So, so private time in the morning, I I think is, is, is so key. It's so key. Um, The second thing I would say is be sure to ask for help. You know, especially as women right now, we're, we're called to be mom, we're called to, to work, we're called to, you know, be the housekeeper, um, we're called to, you know, be the friend that you can lean on if you don't have kids, if you're the auntie, right, can they come over, I need a break, right, it's just like... <laughs> It can be a lot. Um, so, so be sure to ask for help, whether that be calling in a housekeeper, whether that's Instacarting, whether that's, you know, asking your kids, delegating to your family things that you need or friends. Um, I would say get some sleep. Don't be afraid to take a nap in the middle of the day. If you have the time, why are you feeling guilty about doing it? <laughs> you know, um, and then also make a to do list. Uh, I like to brain dump before I go to sleep at night. A lot of people do it in the morning, but I find that if I have a plan for the next day that I sleep a lot better at night and then I can wake up feeling a lot more refreshed and feeling like I, I can hit the ground running so I can have my private time in the morning. It tells me when I need to wake up in the morning so that I can have that private time. Mm-hmm. So those would be like my top three or four. I'm not sure how many I mentioned <laughs> right there. That That's terrific. And um I think really what I'm hearing from listening to everything you're saying is it all has to do with taking control, taking control of the things that you can control. And I think especially right now where we are in the world, it is, it will be very comforting to be able to take control of something. I actually, I love that you mentioned, um, you mentioned organizing because yesterday I ended up organizing my closet and I, I, I didn't think this ended up taking the entire day and I may have over edited slightly because this morning I'm like, what am I going to wear? But still, I decided that only I would keep things in my closet that brought me, I mean, Marie Kondo joy, but just that I really enjoy wearing which turns out is not very much, but you know, so now I'm a little like, hmm. but, um, but just, just taking something that you can control and controlling it, it really seems to be especially important right now. And if you think about it, Katie, all that we can control is our thoughts. Yeah. That's it. That's all we have control over. I mean, we can control the food we put in our body, but like, those are the two things. You don't have control over other people, the circumstances, you know, the environment, the climate, 
how do I, how do I, how do I interpret this? What am I going to do with that? What do I need to tell myself in order to overcome this feeling? Where is it that I want to go? Where is it that I want to That I can do it. And, and what do I need to remind myself to remind myself that I can, right? It's these thoughts. So take control because your brain will send you all over the place. <laughs> I agree. So just to end, I'd love to ask you if there's one piece of advice that has helped guide you. And you've shared so much already, but if there's one piece of advice that has helped guide you through your life and your career that you could share with us today, what is it? It's so simple. I would just say presence. Just try to be as present as possible. It's so peaceful in the present moment. So, you know, someone like me who has a tendency to have an amusement park mind, right? Um, But still has very laser focused things that I need to get done. It's just getting present, coming up for air, right? In the the middle of all of it and just saying, all is well. (laughs) And reminding yourself that action takes place in the present moment. Creativity is the birthplace um, it, it, the presence is the birthplace of creativity. Um, you know, even when you say I'm going to do something on Monday, eventually that's going to pass through the present moment. And so when you, if you get experience in being there, you can really start to have so much more enjoyment in life. That's wonderful. Well, you have certainly seemed to figure it out in a lot of terrific ways. And it's wonderful to talk with you, Ashanti. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. Have a great day. Thank you.